1: Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Believe in Florida Gators podcast. I'm your host, Zach Goodall. You can find me on Twitter at Zach underscore Goodall, as well as my co-host, Demetrius Harvey. You can find him at Demetrius82. Uh, I'm broadcasting live from the Airbnb out in Torrance, California, covering the Elite 11 Finals this year. Well, Demetrius is back home. He's got the uh, the whole studio set up. He probably sounds way higher quality than me, so... Apologies to everyone before we start this episode, if there are any tef- technical difficulties, but I'm hoping it's crystal clear. I know that Demetrius is, so why doesn't he go ahead and uh, say hello to the people?
0: <laughs> yeah, Zach. I mean, you sound you sound pretty good to me. It's fine. I think everybody's going to understand. You're out there grinding the sure am. Um, elite eleven. You know that competition, which is always a fun thing to look at from afar and see who the best quarterbacks are you know, coming into the next, to the next class. So I'm sure you're enjoying California too. So um, we'll take a little bit of your mic being a tiny bit scuffed for us being able to record a podcast.
1: True that. Yeah. California is, I was telling you before you, we started recording, man, you got to make your way out here for this at some point in the future. I will maybe
0: in the next couple of years.
1: Yeah. I will say it is definitely a lot more fun, selfishly when there's a Florida quarterback commit in attendance, um, which is going to lead us into our first subject. But we ever, I think everyone knows what that is. It's going (laughs) to piss off a lot of people. So Demetrius lead us in slowly with a, with a word from our sponsors, if you will.
0: Yeah. I mean, since, you know, I know everybody's a little bit down, so maybe this will pick you guys up, obviously, um, there's a lot of good competitions going on, so our partners over at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all of your betting needs and sport info. Um, you can find all of the latest odds, news, sports developments, including this year's Wimbledon finals, which I know a lot of you guys will be tuning in for. I'm going to be tuning in for it for sure. I love the I love tennis, honestly. At least for the finals, um, Major League Baseball, the fighting news, and even next year's NFL futures. You can head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE to get the bonus and get into the action. Bet online where the game starts. Remember, it's promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V. Gamble responsibly.
1: True that. Gamble responsibly. Hope you didn't gamble on Florida getting Jaden Rashada. That is where we are going with this. And I, um, it will lead into some elite 11 talk as well. Uh, I'll bring you guys my observations of quarterbacks I've seen, obviously talk a little bit about Rashada, got to catch up with him. Um, I can tell that this whole thing, everyone knowing that he's got representation and the NIL rumors and everything, it's bothering him, man. He's a quiet, nice kid. We should just kind of, give him a break once this is all said and done. And he's getting finally out of the limelight. Um, Cause he, you know, he, he kind of struggled on night one and he was very honest with me after that he was coming here to compete, but he wasn't in his most competitive mode because he's still just flustered. He took the first night, which was more of a circuit before they really do the pro day and accuracy gauntlet type of tough stuff, like real tough stuff for the quarterbacks to do. Uh, and the seven-on-seven seven, which all really gets weighted into the final score that he just wanted to clear his mind first, get to see the guys get loose. And, um, and I really appreciated his perspective on it. Um, but I guess that all goes without saying that he did end up choosing Miami over Florida this past Sunday at his commitment. Um, as we've let you know about on our past 150 episodes, he was really between Florida and Miami at the end. Miami was able to get in last second and get his final OV. And he uh, he pledged the Hurricanes. Um, if you've been following along with this recruitment, in you know on social media, reading stories, you understand that his agent or NIL rep, whatever it is, because it is legal in California for high school players to get NIL and be represented, came out and said uh, two on three sports that he went to Miami for nine point five million dollars and took less from them than he would have gotten in Florida says that the Gator Collective offered him $11 million. Also claimed, again, the lawyer, not Rashada himself, claimed that the Gator Collective was dysfunctional, would advise his clients to not ever work with them. Uh, Obviously, the Collective has denied even offering as much as a cent because that is not legal. This is where we are, man. We've talked about yeah. it a lot on these pods that this is where college football <laughs> is, the NIL stratosphere. So, Demetrius, first, uh, we don't even need to do too much because, again, I want to let Rashad get past this, but we can talk mm-hmm. a little bit about the NIL. First, just talk to me about the Florida impact here, what this means for the Gators. Where do they go from here?
0: Yeah, the NIL, not- notwithstanding, just the o- overall, obviously, you guys were extremely... Um, Anxious, I'm sure, for the last couple weeks because um, Jaden Brashada was supposed to be a Florida Gator. I mean, every, everyone thought it, at least before he took that trip to Miami, everyone pretty much thought it was going to be Florida. And I don't know if that was the case in, in, in all walks of life, but, you know, all the fans I have spoken to and, and everything, everybody was excited about it. I mean, even us, we, we were saying, hey, it looks like it's headed in that direction. You know, he finished up his um, visit at Florida. He was going to go and, you know, he uh, went to the Las Vegas to do that little camp and, and he was going to come in. And then Miami stuff happened. So, you know, Florida uh, is out. Florida uh, Florida does not have Rashada. They're not going to get him, um, barring some sort of flip down the road, which, I mean, considering what we already talked about, I, I seriously doubt that will happen. And so now they have to move forward and they, and they have to think about, do they want to go after a guy in this year's class? You know, the very few elite players that are out there, only really a couple guys who are um uncommitted or not committed right now. You know, there's only a couple of those like top top tier guys who are not committed in their leans and in, in, in other, you know, places, probably not Florida. Um, you know, do they want to sort of uh I don't want to say bypass because you, you still want to try, but you know, do they want to bypass the twenty twenty-three cycle and just go after a guy in the transfer portal you know we've talked about a lot of that on allgators.com you can find a bunch of coverage um our brandon carroll obviously wrote a huge reshaping the board
1: shameless and, plug
0: yeah shameless plug there and <laughs> but but it's really just because i can't talk about every single thing that he wrote about because it, it was long um but yeah sure. dude they want to go after somebody in the transfer portal next year and then obviously um, 2024 is going to be huge but Zach you know since you've been at Elite 11 obviously there's a lot of guys who are already committed Um, I know that there's a couple guys that Florida fans sort of had their eyes on but you know out of all the guys that are there you know do you feel like there's a possibility that Florida could maybe go after somebody or do you feel like they should go after anyone in, in particular and who do you feel like is the most likely even if they're not likely at all
1: Yeah, I, um, I guess with that, we really don't need to hit Rashad's NIL stuff again. Just let it go. We're past it now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean,
0: uh, well, just, just, just to bring it up one last time. I think that a lot of fans have gotten out of control about the NIL stuff. Um, not only because it's just a young kid who, you know, is trying to do what's best for him and his family, but because this is just the landscape of college football right now. You can get upset all you want, honestly, but it doesn't really matter because this is just the direction it's going. Um, So there's not really much reason. We talked about it a bit. Um, Everybody knows how NIL works, or at least from what we know, how NIL works, and it just is what it is. So, you know, he chose to go to Miami, didn't choose to go to the Gators. Now you kind of have to move forward.
1: I've said it a few times on here that it's a conversation for another day where we'll unload all of our theories and what we think should happen with NIL, and that will come. Uh, but I know that I certainly talked a little bit about it on radio these past couple days. Demetrius did, too. We've got it on our timelines. Just some ideas for people to think about as it pertains mm-hmm. to NIL going forward across the entire landscape, not just Florida. Uh, let us know what you think, if that's something you guys want to go and check out. Again, they're on our Twitter headlines. Anyway, back to Elite 11. Yes. Um, this is a stacked lineup this year, man. I think there's (laughs) 17 of the 20 are committed. Yeah, Except that, um, Nico, the Tennessee commit, don't press me to say his last name. Won't get it right. Um, he had to drop out last second. He's got a volleyball tournament. He's, um, he's a stud volleyball player. Is that going to be his career? No. I mean, we know about his NIL situation and, um, and he's going to go be the quarterback of the future at Tennessee. But for now, he's enjoying high school volleyball, and he's kicking ass at it. So more power to him. They replaced him with a virtual unknown um, Jackson Smalley or Smalik. Um, he's a two-lane commit with offers from schools I've never heard of otherwise. And he came in second place last night in the rail shot. I mean, that's, that's the awesome. event that got uh, C.J. Stroud put on the map back when he was a recruit. Now Stroud's here as a counselor. He ended up winning that with a strong seven-on-seven performance that year going head to head with Bryce Young and some other guys. Uh, Bryce Young will be out here. Devin Leary was out here from NC State. Uh, Caleb Williams isn't a counselor, but he was out chilling because he's at USC. It's right down the road. He's the 2020 Elite 11 champion. Um, so it's a it's a really, really great group of, again, of competitors as well as college arms coming out and showing these guys the ropes, obviously showing us a couple of highlight throws along the way. I posted some on Twitter as well. As it pertains to Florida, um, again, a lot of these guys are committed. Right, our, yeah. our number one guy after the first day, which was just it, it was three circuits and then the rail shot competition. It was a bit less. It's structured, but it's not as much of a once one thing structured event. Like the pro day will be day two, the accuracy gauntlet and seven on seven mm. will be on day three. Um, but our number one guy coming out um, from the SIL American rankings is Dante Moore. Um, long shot for Florida. Truly don't think there's any chance the Gators would get him, but he is one of the guys that is undeclared. He is a top 10, probably top five talent in this class in the entire country. Uh, Quarterback out of King up in Michigan, uh, up in Detroit. He was, I mean, he is, he's real good, man. And I know that Oregon, Texas A&M, and some of those schools are kind of not, I I don't want to say the leaders, but it looks like it's trending their way. But Florida had him on a visit um, this past spring. it, It was kept pretty... Um, tight I guess not too many details came out and he didn't come back but if you're trying if Florida's going to continue being picky with quarterbacks as we saw throughout the spring as they, we saw when they focused on Rashada Moore is very very easily the top option would you agree
0: yeah I mean absolutely I haven't necessarily watched him a ton but you know given all of his rankings given you know what he's shown and what I've what I've actually seen absolutely obviously he's the guy if, if you're going to look at people who are undecided, he's the one guy that everybody would want, you know, um, most schools. I think there's been – I was reading on the SI All-American side where you guys ranked all the guys, you know, um, Notre Dame, Michigan, Ohio State, like all these big programs are, are in on him um, theoretically. Um, not to say that he's going to go to one just one of those, but but it's it will be a very big long shot. I think that what happened was with Florida is they put – all of their eggs, and not to say that that's not a wrong thing. Uh, they, they put all, all of their eggs, or at least a lot of their eggs into one basket, and that was Rashada. And that seemed to be a little bit late, too, to, to be honest. Like, the 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 momentum to to go after him it didn't feel like that was starting way back in february it's felt like it started around april may and then like into june and then now we're here so i it's it's one of those things where do you have enough time to make up that ground to get a guy like Dante Moore i i i, I just I don't, don't think, think so. so yeah so yeah no I i i just really don't think that they have enough time to do that now barring a An unbelievable season. I think that this is sort of what we have talked about before, where if the Gators all of a sudden look like a phenomenal squad, Anthony Richardson looks like he's on fire. He's going to um, probably declare this sort of thing where everybody's looking at Florida, including the recruits who have not signed on the dotted line. That's when Florida could swoop in late and get a guy potentially to flip or to do whatever, you know, at, at that point. But for now, I just think it's – you You almost have to just sort of reset your board, reset what, what your strategy is, and go in at that point. And if you land somebody good, if you don't, you have to have another plan coming up uh, later down the road.
1: Yeah, and I think even with flip candidates, because, right, in an ideal world, Napier wins more games than people think he will in his first season as head coach. Anthony Richardson's a star. The system looks great for quarterbacks. He goes to the NFL – there's opportunity here. Of course, people are going to be interested. That being said, a guy like Dante Moore, who seems to have that, you know, kind of lists of top schools of, of Texas A&M, of Oregon, of Notre Dame, those schools that are really firmly in the mix, they'll fight hard to keep them. So (laughs) assuming one of them gets them. So at that point, you do still have to continue looking down this list. And there are quarterbacks, obviously not here. That would be worth looking at, but this is a good representation of the top of the class. Um, JJ cole iowa state commit don't think in there's any chance an iowa native ends up coming down to play quarterback for florida (laughs) but he was one of my favorite guys last night i personally had him as the second best guy there he's number four in our rankings um austin novosad he's a baylor commit I, i don't believe there's any contact from florida at this point but there have been a lot of schools entering the mix there as well um starting to offer him and he's become an intriguing flip candidate right around now um Ohio State sentiment offer and we're not sure if Ohio State's really pressing for a quarterback in this class he's certainly not in that range of quarterbacks that they tend to bring in those five stars year after year but he's a good more high floor quarterback that they look in you know maybe bring in as a bridge quarterback in between two five stars um, like they obviously had last year and then they've already got a commit for 24 um, but maybe a guy like him is someone you start to enter the Mix four uh, Marcus Stokes at Penn State. We've talked about him before. The niece product, obviously the ties to Tim Tebow there for Florida. It's pretty funny. Um, I talked to him last night. I've gotten to know him quite a bit over the past year or so, um, and he knows I cover Florida. And I was just asking him. I was like, "So Penn State, you know, locked in? Everything's good? You're starting to recruit for them or anything like that?" And he, um, he mentioned it kind of out of the blue without me saying it. He was like, "Yeah, I'm locked in with Penn State. You know, I um." I see all these people on social media saying he's the Gators' last hope. They got to try and flip Marcus Stokes, but I'm <laughs> I, I'm locked in. I thought it was very funny. I thought it was kind of telling because uh, um, he yeah. went on to say that Florida's also not really been creating much contact at this point beyond you know when he was there for their seven on seven camp last week. Yeah, the fact that we're not hearing anything with him, who's a backyard guy. I think he's worth taking. I think he's really improved over the past six months. Every time I've seen him and he's got great talent with that in the a couple other guys that I talked to last night, I'm getting the feeling that Florida is not really pressing many of these quarterbacks and maybe they will at some point if they feel the need to take someone just to take someone, or they don't think they can flip a higher rated guy at that point. Then a Stokes, um, then a Novasad, maybe a Malachi Singleton out of Arkansas, who I was impressed with at times last night. I think he's got a lot of arm talent, but just needs to clean up some short to intermediate stuff. Um, or some of these other quarterbacks, Emory Williams. Wouldn't that be funny? If, um, <laughs> he, if, if Miami comes in and takes the guy, Florida once in Rashada, and they come in and take the guy from Miami who committed to the hurricanes a week before Rashada, who I think Emory Williams looks solid too. Um, I think that there's some work to do in terms of developing more arm strength and, velocity on deep throws but i like his mechanics um he was making some nice throws on the run in the red zone um again i mean i can't i can say this all day i think that this is a really really fun class of quarterbacks here at the elite 11.
0: yeah i mean it it sounds fun it sounds like you're having a good time actually watching some some really good guys that are out there throwing the ball um i think you're right i mean for a guy like stokes and it is pretty funny that he brought it up sort of unprovoked um that you know florida Hasn't reached out. He's seen the social media. So you guys, you guys are being seen. You guys are being seen. <laughs> not done, not to say, not to say, go ahead and start tweeting him. You know, you, you know, like don't don't harass a guy. But but you guys are are being heard by by the recruits, which makes sense. All these guys, I mean, they all have cell phones and probably glued to them twenty four seven. They they see the
1: tweets. They're um, kids, but, man. Uh, I'm yeah. twenty three <laughs> and I'm glued to my phone. It's the generation <laughs> we grew up in.
0: Absolutely, man. Absolutely, I'm. I'm always on my phone. Sadly, I need to. Uh, I need to stop. But you know that sort of comes with the gig as well. But um, yeah, no, it it, it would be great for Florida, in my opinion, to go after a guy like Stokes. So, like you said, he's improved. Um, it's it's gonna be exciting to see what he does this year. He's a local, or not local, but you know what I mean. Like only a couple hours away. Product nine hundred four. Yeah, nine hundred four, or I guess technically St. John's or whatever. It doesn't really matter. That's um, nine hundred
1: four, baby. Come on. Us I that. do
0: it synonymous with the like, with we're not three we're not
1: three two, right not three, two four this you new guys, BS area code.
0: Yeah, I think you, you might be the first first wave of three two fours. Um <laughs> not me.
1: Not me. You're not gonna get
0: a any new number anytime soon. <laughs> nope. <laughs> All right. Um, but no, no yeah, he's he's a uh, he's a uh, you know he's local to me. He's local to to, to me and Zach. at always Zach in the past. So um a guy that you would Think that Florida would be in on, or, or at least has had some sort of uh, communication with? Didn't he pre-participated in that seven-on-seven seven camp just looked a couple good. days ago? Right? Yeah. He, he yeah. Just good. last week, um, visited yeah, Florida like, earlier
1: this spring. Just didn't have an offer.
0: Yeah, literally was. I mean, he's 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 been around. So the the, the there there's no. It's not like Florida doesn't know about him. Um, is my point. And so for them to not have, um, according to him, not really reached out. It just it, it's it's a little telling to me. And I think that it, it sort of shows that at least for right now, I don't think there's any sense of urgency for them to go after a guy after losing Rashada and trying to get somebody right now because they need him. I think that they're going to take this sort of slow, um, and I think that they're going to try to um, get the best guy that they can get, but if they can't get it, I I really do – think that you have to look towards the portal next year, because uh, like it or not in college football, we sort of touched on it already. NIL presents a lot of opportunities, but um, that transfer portal in combination with NIL is going to open up even more. And I really do think that we're going to see a lot of players begin to transfer different places um, within the next cycle. So um, that's something to to watch for. Obviously, Zach has you know gonna continue coverage on the elite eleven, which is fantastic. It's always you know the best camp for for quarterbacks, obviously finding guys. Um, so yeah, I guess we can sort of move forward from that.
1: yeah, I, I could keep going for a while, but we've got so much more to cover and not enough time to do it. Later on, we're gonna just do like thirty second one hitters per recruiting update because there's been a lot since we last recorded. Uh, but we'll start a little more in depth and we'll keep it on the 904. Another guy from St. John's County, uh, Sharif Denson defensive back out of Bartram trail, uh, Brandon, our friend's rival high school. Actually, since he played at Creekside, I played Bartram trail, Chris Howard, the kicker who just left Florida kicked the game winner against Bartram trail in the year that Ponte Vedra went to States. Just felt like I dropped that because I'm obnoxious. Um, <laughs> but anyway, Florida just landed a defensive back commit from Sharif Denson out of Bartram Trail. Um, a guy that Florida's been on dating back to the last coaching staff. I feel like I've known of Sharif for the past two or three years. Uh, they got uh, the Gators pulled in Trevez Johnson, his fellow Bartram Trail. Um, I guess he's not – the Denson's not an alumnet yet, but he will be. Um, you know, Former teammates in their secondary over there. And, and Denson, truthfully, uh, if I'm comparing – I like Denson's upside a lot more. I think he is the perfect fit to play the star position, which is exactly mm-hmm. where they've recruited him. Um, he can play outside corner, maybe safety in a pinch. Um, good athlete, good coverage skills. And it took – he had told us after his visit when he came for this seven-on-seven seven thing too, um, Florida's new staff had taken a bit to reach out to him just as they were resetting the board and everything, and he was kind of worried because – Florida had always been up at the top for him. You know, a teammate playing there, ninety minutes away, all that in contact with him for two years. Then March came around. Patrick Tony got in his ear and never got out. And Corey Raymond's also been a big influence in this recruitment. So is Billy Napier. But Tony's been the guy on this. Denson has nothing but praise to say about him and his idea for him and the scheme. How much attention to detail he has with Denson's game in particular. I guess they broke down his seven on seven film the second he stepped off the film and were like projecting it into what the his fit in the defense would be like, like minutes. I watched him walk into a different room with Tony right when he was done. Um, So you started to get the feeling that this was going to be Florida's guy to lose. Uh, He had told us Miami and Texas A&M were in it, but ended up committing about four or five days later. So good take. What do you think?
0: Yeah, no, that's awesome. And um, I, I'll just, you know, give you kudos and, and we we've talked about it. You know, a few weeks ago, Zach brought up, hey, what if they if they don't get Tony Mitchell, they don't get AJ Harris, you know, this guy, Sharif Denson down here in Jacksonville, is is a pretty fantastic player. And maybe they should just go ahead and be fine with getting a guy like him along with McLean is, is who people hope that, you know, the Florida will, will end up getting at cornerback. All of a sudden that DB room is looking pretty good regardless. You know, you can always get another guy too out, outside of that. Um, and I, I do think that this was a really good take for him, for Florida. I think that getting a, a, a guy who is from the state, a guy who is rising quickly, it seems like a lot of people are just now catching on. It seems like he's a very underrated player. Um, like you said, you know, they obviously think highly of him. I mean, if you're going to take a guy and put him on the field and then right afterward go do film with him, I think that that just shows, you know, how excited they are to even have him like in, in the building, let alone, uh, for him to commit and then let alone for him to come back to Florida, um, come 2023. So I think that this is a guy who, um, they've been after, you know, not necessarily for the longest time, but during their time that they've been after him, they've been on him hard. So, um, he actually came out with a really cool video. He had a couple of Florida alumni from Jacksonville and, and just are not, not, was it, was it Florida alumni or was it yeah, just like, Yeah, know, Lito,
1: Lito Shepherd was there oh, from yeah. Range okay. and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. There were a couple other players. It was yeah. cool.
0: so, so, so that's, that's, that was a really cool video. And I think that, you know, things like that is, it just goes to show, you know, how important it is for, um, him to commit to Florida, and then obviously for you know the Gators to get a guy who's who's right up the road. And I think that um, moving forward, you can see a lot of, more of that coming from this year's staff. I think that that's one of the biggest differences that we've seen so far. Um, a lot of Florida recruiting before it seemed like they were just going out anywhere. You know, they were getting guys from Texas. They were going, you know, up north. Um, they're going to Alabama, to Georgia. Obviously, they're still going to do that, but. Um, It's always good to get the homegrown talent to control the state, especially the state of Florida, which is rich with talented football players um, and just move forward with that.
1: Yeah. And we'll touch more on that when we do our one hitters later, because you mentioned our our conversations about Denson in the past and other in-state guys that get, um, there will be an update that we have to share on another in-state corner um, as well as his teammates and, and plenty of guys. Um, but before we get to that, um, like we had mentioned, Denson was a guy pursued for a long time by Florida, more recently by the new coaching staff. Um, there was a guy that they offered just about a week or two ago who also committed to Florida like a day after we dropped our last podcast. And that's Gavin Hill, the defensive end out of Buchholz. Uh, Their second Buholz commit in this class, obviously right down the road in Gainesville. Uh, Creed Whittemore, the wide receiver projection, currently plays quarterback over there. Brother of Trent Whittemore, the wide receiver for Florida, is also committed in this class. Um, Hill is another highly rated guy. uh, You know, you look at this, you look at Denson, you look at Isaiah Nixon last week for, you know, not blue chip like five star players, but quality, quality, four star players that you've got into this class on the defensive side of the ball. And with the updates that we're going to hit in a little bit, it, it doesn't seem like it's necessarily going to slow down anytime soon, uh, or at least there's potential for it to get even better uh, here in the next couple of weeks. Uh, but when you look at Hill, he's going to play the opposite side of Nixon, most likely. I think he stays at strong side defensive end, maybe plays some buck just because he's not that he, he's not that long, uh, 6'3", but you could put on some weight and still have him at least you know, develop as a rotational end and maybe carve him out into a starter if he hits another growth spurt at some point. What do you think of this take?
0: Yeah, I mean, like you said, he's a guy who is local. I mean, we, we've talked about it too. And that's always good to go in your own backyard, like literally up the street, um, able to, to, to land a kid like Gavin Hill. And I think that he's not A sure he he he's not a five star player. He's not a guy who's you know number one on everybody's list. But he's a quality player who's going to provide depth for the team. I think that's very important, um, especially for the Gators defensive line. They just have struggled to sort of continue to build that. They're losing players. Uh, um, Christopher Thomas actually just entered the, the the transfer portal. I know that he was cut from the roster. Um, but he just entered the transfer portal, so now he's leaving and, you know there, there's guys that are that are already leaving the 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 team before this season when we already knew that the depth was struggling. So bringing in guys like Gavin Hill um while they won't win it by the same position is is always good because now you're going to be able to have that healthy rotation. I think that as he continues to develop and continues to grow, that strong side defensive end position is absolutely where he fits. But also, you know, if he does gain a lot more weight, maybe he can move inside or in pass rush downs. Who knows? He he could be a versatile player um, for Sean Spencer. It just depends on how they would like to use him. But either way, um, you're going to have a guy who's going to come in and probably provide depth for a couple years at at Florida.
1: We've sprinkled in some good news in what's otherwise been, as perceived by fans, a pretty bad week of recruiting for Florida. Um, But, I mean, really, when you look at it, like there are a lot of positives to pick up on like the last two we've touched on. But now we do have to go back to a couple of negatives. Um, one as a roster transaction, one mm-hmm. in recruiting. Um, we'll start with the roster. Uh Demarcus Bowman entered the transfer portal. Did we touch on that last episode? Or was I that reported so. after two? It I was know.
0: it was on Saturday.
1: Yeah, so yeah, right like after we posted, yeah, we were able to uh confirm that he was entering the portal. Makes sense. Florida's going to have four scholarship running backs this year with Trevor Etienne coming in. Obviously, Naquam right returning from injury. Montreal Johnson, who looks like the running back one. Scheme fit, Louisiana transfer. And Lorenzo mm-hmm. Lingard, who got a lot of running back one reps but was hurt in the spring game. Um, I get why people are frustrated. Bowman is obviously, at least in my opinion, the most talented running back in the room, or was, just based off what we know of his game, his strengths coming out of high school. Mm-hmm. He just had a skill set that was different than everybody else's. But we saw the issues in the spring with ball security. He, he didn't really yep. seem like he had carved out a roll much for a third down back, and he was smaller, so he's not necessarily an ideal pass protector. You gotta be sharp as a route runner, and we didn't see too much of that. Um and it was just busy, you know. I, I don't know if he was a cut like the other guys. It did come a few days after those cuts were made. Um but with the room being so crowded, with him not really carving out any role, it, it's not the worst news in the world. It's not the best optics because he was so highly coveted coming out of high school. But I think they'll be fine. You know, he's a good player. Yeah. You want to develop him, but I think it's okay. And now he's off to UCF. Uh, that came out yesterday, two days ago. Um, yesterday, yesterday. It's been a whirlwind. He and he and, uh, and Kamori Gamble, twenty twenty one Gators lost to UCF. Can't
0: beat him, join them. Yeah. Uh, actually, I, I do think it was Monday. But regardless, it doesn't matter. Uh, it, the the thing about it is, I mean, to me, the, this signals that they think highly of Lingard. And it's funny because if anybody, if, if you would have asked most Gator fans last year, who do you think transfers from the room next year? I think most would have said maybe Naquan Wright even. Um, but uh, the, the majority would have said Lingard. Lingard's going to leave. He's going to transfer out because he hadn't carved out a role. He had already been with the team for a couple years now. Um, you know, everybody still was incredibly high on Bowman. Uh, so you don't really have that sort of uh, lingering feeling of, of oh, man, he's, he's going to be the guy to transfer out because he has no role. You thought that he had a role. But now it looks like Lingard has taken, you know, his place in terms of who has the potential to become a um, a good player, at least on a rotational basis. I think we all know that Montrell Johnson has a leg up on everybody because he, he has knowledge of the um, playbook. You know, he's, he's a he's a good running back, had plenty of experience last year. Um, Naquan Wright is coming back from injury. So we still have to see, you know, how he looks this fall, things like that. So, um, Obviously, Johnson has the upper hand, but you have Lingard in there, and you have um, Wright, and then obviously you have Etn coming in. So Bowman's um, not dismissal, but you know, transferring out is not very. It's not. It's not. It's not a surprise to me. Um, It would have been a surprise if you asked me that last year, but um, given how spring shook out, I'm not very much surprised. And you know, just wish him the best going to UCF.
1: Yeah, same here. Uh, He's certainly talented, and I think that. I'm surprised that it's not found a way to pan out quite yet, but UCF is yeah. a real good fit for him to go and at least get some touches because he's got the talent to be a contributor in the AAC, soon to be members of the Big 12. But anyway, Big
0: 12.
1: Um, we'll keep it on the not-so-great news before we get to our one-hitters, which will be some good, some bad. You know, we, We're trying to keep this even so people aren't just crying. Um, <laughs> I'm sitting at Ben Hill Griffin Stadium on Sunday. Doing our final set of OV interviews, um, probably of the summer. Maybe there will be some at the little brief period at the end of July, but really that's looking like a bunch of unofficials for the cookout in FNL. Um, yeah. It's about two hours before Jaden Rashada's news, and we were expecting it to be in Miami at that point. So Florida fans were already upset. Timeline was not in great shape. And then Roger Kearney, offensive lineman out of Orange Park. Again, 904, baby. That is do-all. He um, Comes out of his visit. Florida staff says he doesn't want to do an interview. Totally fine. I will say this. In the past, I will say the past year, roughly, there's been several instances of when a Florida staff, former and current, come out and say a player doesn't want to do an interview, that that player tends to commit. Announces mm-hmm. his his, uh, his pledge not long after, once he's out. Well, Roderick Kearney sure did that. The issue is he did it to Florida's biggest rival. And he most likely was not out of Gainesville. I would bet he was certainly not out of Alachua County when he did that. He's got to go up 301 to get to Jacksonville. I'm thinking the furthest he would have been based on the timing was Waldo. And that's assuming he went straight from BHG to Jacksonville. Mm Mm-hmm. The timeline freaked out. (laughs) I think there were some heart attacks going on there. And obviously Florida State fans, because the trolling the past couple weeks really, I mean, since Napier and Mario Cristobal were hired, has been Florida to Miami. No one really cares about anything in recruiting. It doesn't feel like a threat to either of these new hires at this point. Well, Florida State fans had the time of their freaking lives because they rubbed it in Florida's face. That was I've honestly, as people know by now, being a pretty young guy, not thoroughly covered recruiting um, for that long, but that was one of the funniest, certainly wild moments I've had doing this. It was wild.
0: I think I, I think the combination that I'll be honest, the twenty sixth, June twenty sixth, Florida fans might want to just erase it from their memory. It never happened because that was yeah. probably one of the worst sequences. Okay, so you got a guy. You know, you got reporters on campus interviewing kids. You know, they're on their official visits. Oh, you're excited. Kearney's coming in. He actually announced it a couple days before that he was coming in for an official. Everybody's pumped. Um, You you know that Jaden Rashada is about to commit. You don't necessarily know it's Miami, but you think it is. But at least, you know, you got a couple guys on campus. And then a couple hours after, um, a couple hours before Rashada commits ultimately to Miami, you see this kid who for all you knew was still on campus in Gainesville commit to Florida state, your biggest rival. And I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to laugh at Florida fans or anything, but you have to laugh at just the, the, the situation overall where it's just ridiculous. You know, Um, like you said, there's no shot he was out of Gainesville or at least out of, he was on the road. He, he had to been on the road. And that was if he didn't stop at McDonald's or, or a, a, a restaurant to, to eat beforehand, you know, um, it, it you don't really see it very often. So when this, when something like this happens, um, you have to laugh. And and social media was going crazy. You're right. Florida State fans have not had any say in the Big Three race over the past few months. They, <laughs> I I think they purposefully have kept quiet because you know they're they're sitting kind of, you know, bleh in terms of recruiting in terms of everything um but yeah they had their day and i think Miami fans had their day and you know Florida fans didn't it was it was unfortunate for you guys um but like we said at the top of the show or you know just a few segments ago at least you got a few good commits i think that there's something to think about in that regard at least you got a couple guys that you can hang your hat on because um they shouldn't be overlooked
1: certainly it was funny i had former florida state players in my mentions laughing <laughs> about it too Which is funny, because I will say the one player that stands out, maybe I'm wrong. I should know my history better than this, but I'm pretty sure he had a losing record against Florida. So, whatever. Um, But Kearney was a guy that a a while ago seemed to be kind of leading to Florida State too. Um, Florida, as of February, really wasn't in contact with him much. It's the same story we hear with a lot of guys in 2023. You know, Florida really was focused on reshaping their board in that – january to february time frame while also trying to close out the class of 2022 then picked up on contact around march and kearney was one of the victims of that he he didn't hear from them much until around march then he came and visited once came back and visited another once or twice before spring practices were over and got to see things then was in florida three times in june th- mm-hmm. in, in a couple weeks span finishing with that ov so it seemed like florida was really picking up ground he's one of my favorite offensive line um recruits in this class too um another strong one coming out of florida so certainly florida would have liked to get him he may have even been the number one lineman on their board for all we know so it does sting but again as Demetrius said plenty to hang your hat on you've got to be excited so far with what they've done with the offensive line commits as we've talked about in previous episodes we don't think they're done we think they will still find a way to get a you know higher rated maybe a blue chip guy or two in here but they've started building a solid foundation to rebuild the trenches obviously important would have been nice if Kearney was a part of that but alas we will see him on Saturdays or maybe Fridays I guess if this Florida Florida state Friday thing continues to be to a thing our- in the future. Yeah. Um back to good news if you're cool with that and we can we can roll these ones quickly because I know we've gone for a while but we've got a lot here. Andy mm-hmm. Jean wide receiver out of Miami Northwestern Final OV before the dead period was to Florida. Right now the Gators are his leader. I think that is huge news. As we know, they're trying to rebuild the wide receiver class. Another position like offensive line where they've got some quality, lower rated takes, but guys that you understand the developmental upside, Gene would be one of those guys that comes in and is one of the leaders at the position. He's, He's not so much of a... A great speed guy. He's got solid athleticism, but he can make the grimy catches. He's a good route runner. He can make yards after the catch. He's an all-around exciting player. Really tough um, out of Miami Northwestern. I think he would be a great add. And he had a lot of great things to say um, right after this visit. D.
0: Yeah. No. I mean, he he obviously made Florida his his leader, or said that Florida was his leader. Now it's not set in stone. He made sure to make like, to to talk about it, saying, "Hey, like this isn't a hundred percent," but. That's pretty much where it's at right now, and and, and that's a good thing. I think that what, what the biggest thing that they need right now is to go into um, this last part of recruiting cycle and into the fall with guys like Gene having them as their – number one or, or maybe number two you know, team out there. And I think that obviously bringing in guys who are talented at the receiver position is, is always good. I think that that's something that they need to work on. It's one of their um, problem positions um, because of the last two years, the attrition that's occurred. So um, bringing in a guy like him would be great.
1: Yeah, and there are a couple other schools that will still continue to get looks from him. Texas A&M uh, is a school that he got. It. Uh, he recently took an OB to. Georgia and Alabama are in the mix to potentially get one of his final OBs. Uh, he wants to use one at Miami for sure, where he was formerly committed. It was interesting, though, and he's going to be back sometime in July, too, um, in Gainesville. Mm-hmm. He was saying that he wants to be kind of part of a rebuild. He wants to help a new coaching staff come in and build something from the ground up and be one of the leaders very early on. Texas a and Alabama, and Georgia? Not so much. Florida I mean, and Miami now? Certainly, which could be another great Florida-Miami battle down to the last second, especially. Hurricanes have a lot of good receiver targets that they're looking at in Miami. I don't think they would hate losing Gene to Florida too much. So I personally think that's one to really keep an eye on um, until the end. Uh, Mm -hmm. The Osceola trio, we talk about them a lot because Derek LeBlanc basically lives on campus. We hinted at this this past episode, too, um, that they were looking like they might be moving things up. We can confirm now um, that – Derek LeBlanc and cornerback Jakeem Jackson reference to the in-state cornerback talks from earlier around Denson um, and all that jazz Uh, they have moved theirs up to July 28th I would imagine John Walker they're dominant uh, personally I think the best player of the three Um, I would assume that he will move it up as well they were all supposed to do it on October 22nd but he's kind of the quieter one of the bunch and, and that is not confirmed at this time it's not exactly sure who his finalists are there's kind of like a top seven, but he had set all five of his OVs, and Florida is supposed to get the final one in October for a game, so you have to like where Florida stands there, considering he is planning on being here for an OV. Very well, could move up with LeBlanc and Jakeem. Uh, whereas, LeBlanc, yeah, whereas LeBlanc and Jakeem, LeBlanc has a top three now. Uh, Demetrius, it's Penn State and Oklahoma, right? With Florida, yes, and then Jakeem Jackson came out with a top six. I'll need mm-hmm. you to go through that list for me, but I know Florida's that, in a great spot there and Florida really likes it. Florida loves all three of these guys. Mm-hmm. But I know that as I've mentioned in the past, don't worry too much about the out of state guys because they really like in state dudes like Cormione McLean and Sharif Jackson or Sharif Denson. Jakeem mm-hmm. Jackson is certainly high on their board as well.
0: Yeah, he, he was that third corner though that, that we've always talked about. If they had missed out on on a couple other defensive backs, and it seems like they have so far. So um go ahead and and, and get jakeem when you can on july 28th but yeah no his um his top schools are, are tennessee penn state auburn alabama and kentucky obviously to go along with florida so you know he has a, a top six right now as opposed to the top three that leblanc already put out um like you said we have no idea exactly what um, walker has set scheduled for but you know he has i think he he's put out all of his Official visits that, that he's going to, and there's only five remaining or five on the list in general. So,
1: um, yeah, five total, and I think he took three or one? four in okay. June. Oh, okay,
0: that's okay, what yeah, on three so, has
1: said. And I know on three and 247 have some conflicting OV data, so we might want to check this. Keep saying yeah, what you we're, were saying, well, and I, can, I can look into this real quick.
0: We'll, we'll we'll check it out in a bit, but but yeah, no, the 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 point is that that these. That these guys, which we don't know if Walker's going to command on the same time, it would just make sense for him to do it. Um, and unless he has some special reason for doing it in October, it just makes sense to do it with his teammates like he had planned. Um, yeah, if they, they've they just moved it up, LeBlanc actually put out, you know, the, we, we, we talked about it last week, but he put out a notice to all media members that this is something that's happening he wanted everybody to talk to him and we finally got the dates locked down so um absolutely Florida would love to have all three of the guys um I think that if they get LeBlanc that's just you know obviously that's gonna be uh, probably one of the blue chippers of the class in my opinion um John Walker like you said is is, fa- is a
1: fantastic
0: player as well so I think he's um, a
1: bona fide five star
0: yeah he, and Zach think- Zach actually thinks higher higher of him so I mean if you get a guy like John Walker Derrick LeBlanc, Jakeem Jackson. I mean, like, that's that's a trio where it has so much potential for recruiting in the future and not only just playing on the field at Florida, but just um, uh, it has a sort of cascading effect on on recruiting at Florida, and I think that that's something um, to look forward to.
1: Yeah, not not a knock on LeBlanc. I think he's a very strong upside um, hmm. developmental Strong side end, as well as three tech, depending on what you do with his weight. But he's got good frame now to at least play rotationally at both, quite honestly, yeah. depending on what the role is. I just, dude, Walker is, I've said it many a time, yeah. that dude's good. And Jackson is good. And we've seen his rise. I mean, 10 offers in May, eight of them SEC, including Florida. That's that's one, obviously, to keep an eye on. Um, yep. TJ Searcy, defensive lineman, edge rusher out of Upson Lee in Georgia, dropped a top four of uh of tennessee clemson south carolina in florida uh, i'm very curious to see where this one goes um i had a feeling that these would be the schools in the mix for him um, he told me I, I met him back in february in atlanta he was really looking forward to the idea of a clemson offer because they had just started getting in contact he had a south carolina offer come from mike peterson florida's outside linebackers coach before he there came to go. florida so that's who picked up the con- it was his very first offer the very first coach i believe even to start making contact with him was mike peterson thing that's why florida's here florida may have gotten an ov with all these guys it's so tough to keep up i'm not even going to look but i know he's been here and i know florida's got some um they've certainly made up some ground here i'm very interested to see what comes of this he's kind of a quieter kid so we're not exactly sure Mm -hmm. what comes next but they are among that group of finalists uh, another guy with finalists, uh, unless you want anything on Cersei, but I know we were trying no, to –
0: No, I, I was just, just going to say, um, it, according to Arn, uh, 247, he did an OB on June 10th. So just okay. Yeah, there it is.
1: Up. Some like 35 for Florida in June, so it's it's tough to remember <laughs> every risk. one. Yep. Um, they had Eugene Wilson on an OB, and he's got Florida mm-hmm. in his top two. Interesting because every time he's talked to the media since he first kind of made a big name for himself in February and March – that florida was his leader um he said he's going to be dropping his commitment date soon it's been rumored for some time to happen in the summer but florida again we mentioned it with gene need it receiver this kid is fast. fast i'm talking electric shifty another higher rated guy nfl legacy his dad played in the super bowl uh in jacksonville it was the second super bowl he played in with the patriots it's up in duval baby we're keeping that theme going there you go. um Offensive back for the Patriots, Eugene Wilson. Um, but yeah, Eugene Wilson the third is someone another guy to keep an eye on. Um, Dimitri, she sent me this before we started recording that Francis Goa, the IMG offensive mm-hmm. lineman, has a top um, a top schools list and I believe commitment date's set right now. Yep, um, yep. feel free to read uh, that off.
0: Yeah, he's 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 got his top six out there: uh, Alabama, Miami, Tennessee, USC, and Hawaii, along with Florida and he's got his commitment date set for the 4th of July. So, I mean, that's going to be fireworks for whoever, you know, wh- whatever program gets him. And obviously, we've talked a lot about Florida um, going after some some high-caliber um, offensive lineman. This would be the guy. I mean, if, if they were able to get him, it, it, it's out of IMG, another top-flight school. I mean, obviously, they've recently started to gain a little bit more traction there. Um, if they can get a commitment from him, then I think everyone would have to sing their praise. Rob Sale, Darnell, uh, Stapleton, Billy Napier. They would have to be uh, heralded. So it's going to be interesting to see moving forward. But, yeah, he's got his stuff set, and um, I guess we'll see next week.
1: Yeah, that's another five-star player um, consensus. I think top 10, top 15 player in the country. I personally think he's a guard, but he's playing tackle for IMG. Um, IMG has a commit on their offensive line to Florida and Najee Harris. You better believe Mm – he's been a very active recruiter he's certainly in Maui go his year although I do temper expectations I I do think he might end up elsewhere I get the feeling Miami and their recent surge in recruitment um, with Rashada and everyone else they've got as big if not a bigger need on the offensive line than Florida I actually would say definitely a bigger need than Florida Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they are one of I wouldn't be surprised if he goes to Miami, and if it's not, then they are one of the absolute finalists when he's making that decision. Um, Cedric Baxter, running back out of Edgewater that Florida's really prioritized. He's their running back number one this year. Um, He also has a top schools list of four. Florida, again, another battle with Miami, um, Texas, and then Demetrius. Remind me on the last. I I believe – I'd assume it's Alabama.
0: It is – Miami, Texas, T- Texas A&M, Texas A&M. Oh, so okay.
1: I mean, yeah, I knew Alabama no, had picked up a lot of steam as of late, but
0: Alabama, I believe, was in his like maybe top seven or whatever he put out before. But yeah, no, and, and he's going to commit on on August tenth. So we we've got a lot of commitment dates, um, and a lot of top teams from from all of these guys. Baxter, obviously, like you were saying, Zach. I mean, you can feel free to go ahead and talk about him, but um, excellent running back. I think that he's probably one of their. Uh, top players on, on on the board especially at that position um, obviously they have guys like Webb in the mix as well you know at, at, at that position uh, but yeah if they are able to get a guy from Edgewater Cedric Baxter I mean plenty of plenty of teams want him he's one of the top rated running backs I think he's ranked number three overall so would be fantastic.
1: Not too much to add on that, except for that reminds me of an update that we were going to forget. Treon Webb is pushing back his commitment date from the 30th, which would be uh, mm. which be the day you guys are going to hear this right. coming out. Uh, it was supposed to be Thursday, but uh, I don't believe it's been confirmed when he's doing it now. But it looks like that's a three-team race of Florida, Penn State, and South Carolina, where he has recently taken OBs to, I think, just finished up the South Carolina one. We will see what comes of that, obviously, a Gator legacy. On the note of South Carolina, Grayson Howard, 9-4, Duval mm-hmm. like Trayvon Webb, 9-4, Duval. Um <laughs> South Carolina commit now. Committed yesterday or two days before. It's so tough for me to keep up with this time change and all the hectic stuff I going on here. But he was just on campus um, for that 7-on-7 tournament. and took an OV to Florida a couple weeks before that. Um, it's another linebacker that Florida misses. Um jordan hall going yeah. to michigan state a couple weeks before justin jefferson the juco linebacker committed to alabama yesterday i know that yeah. for a fact it was yesterday um he yep. had just taken an ov so another um another miss it inside linebacker fortunately florida's in the mix for like including those guys probably six or seven yeah five or, guys. Six or seven at the position i still think they get one or two pretty guys there. not too concerning but at the same time Little bit of a red flag to miss on three of your, you know, tier one to two targets at the position, certainly. Um, but that being said, they're, they're still in a solid spot. I wouldn't necessarily be too concerned about the position as a whole until we see the decisions of a couple of uh, these other guys, like, um, like Samuel Osamigo, Texas linebacker, who is scheduled to commit um, Thursday, too the day you're hearing this and he just named yeah. Florida to his top two after an OB here alongside Oklahoma. I would say that's another one. I'm probably watching Oklahoma before they just had more visits. It's closer to home. Um, there'll still be other linebackers I think to watch down the stretch here.
0: Yeah. It, it, it would just make sense for him to go to Oklahoma. I mean, that's only what about a couple hours depending on where, where you live a couple hour drive, not too far Um, but yeah, no, you, like you said, at linebacker, they have a bunch of guys. Brandon Carroll actually just wrote a, an article about Raylan Wilson, who decommitted from Michigan, who Florida is very in on. And so now that reopens a spot for maybe Florida to slide in there and, um, get him, uh, to, but we don't really know exactly what's going to happen with that so far. So, uh, it's just interesting to see all these guys are coming out with their, um, commitment dates and their top teams. This is what we kind of said was going to happen, though. You know, when we first started this podcast um, and we started talking about recruiting, we, we talked about this sort of month of July and heading into August 1st, which I might actually push back now in, in terms of, you know, where they stand on recruiting to maybe even in season where you can actually make a judgment. But that it, it sort of all lines up about, you know, where these guys are going to ultimately end up and then we get to see in the season how the team actually plays and then moving forward.
1: Yeah. With inside linebackers too. Um, more guys to watch include Raul Aguirre who really liked his um, OV Malik Bryant, obviously an edge rusher in high school, but projects as an inside linebacker, although he's more of a weak side guy and I think they're looking for a traditional Mike, but still several guys to at least keep your eye on. Um, hmm. Is that it? we have any others that i'm missing
0: i think i'm i'm pretty sure that's it we even hit on web who we forgot about so
1: that's crazy man almost an hour this is our longest episode to date Ooh. i'm pretty sure
0: i hope you guys enjoy oh, you guys- i mean we we, we aren't going to be doing hour-long episodes very often but hopefully you guys got a lot of information out of this i mean this is we're doing it just so that we can inform you guys keep you up to date you don't even have to uh, really listen to anybody else so
1: true we want to keep yeah, we're trying to document this for ourselves too, even though as you can tell with all this, it's kind of hard for me to even keep up. But have every move documented. As we've seen over the past couple of weeks, really with these OVs starting, dominoes have started falling fast. You know, the quarterback dominoes, Arch Manning, Jaden Rashada, a couple other quarterbacks, these top players at their positions. And we're gonna see a lot of guys wait till December. We're gonna see guys flip. We might see guys wait till February, as we've talked about, due to the NIL factor here where the ni or the early signing period doesn't matter as much but right now i will tell you is as busy as it's been all cycle and i don't think it's slowing down anytime soon i bet we'll have three or five more names to talk to you guys about next week when we're back um <laughs> which i guess wraps it up for us man um demetrius any final notes anything you want to say before we get out of here
0: no that, that's really it i mean just um uh... If there's one thing, I, I'll, I'll talk to you guys. I don't know how many of you are on Twitter, but if you are, just, you know, be nice. I don't, I don't know nice. what else to say. Be nice. I think we've all seen what, what's happened over the past couple of weeks, and I think it's just time spread, to calm
1: down. Spread and manifest positive energy. Yes. That's what I'm trying to do out here, man. So if you guys, um, you guys want the positive energy that's coming from hanging out in California, as well as Elite 11 updates, make sure to find me on Twitter. At Zach underscore Goodall, I will keep digging on quarterback possibilities for Florida. I promise I am doing my absolute best in that department. Uh, but follow along there for Elite 11 updates as well as Gators recruiting and football as we keep chugging along through this offseason. Follow up my guy Demetrius at Demetrius82. Same type of deal, covering his favorite topic, recruiting right now as we get closer, <laughs> as well as um, when does JAG stuff get started? It's like probably it's three weeks from now, right?
0: July twenty fourth, the Jags open training camp. So, so just yeah.
1: over three weeks. Yeah, it's it's going to be a busy. We're getting closer, everybody, because that's around Ooh. the time Florida will have spring uh, fall camp starting. To um, SEC mm-hmm. media days will be the week before that. So, mm-hmm. we're getting ready, people. Uh, make sure to stick around, leave ratings and reviews anywhere you listen to us, uh, as long as they're five stars only. But let us know what you think, the pros, the cons. Uh, if you want this much quarterback talk, whatever you know. Just let us know, and we're we're willing to adapt to make sure the listeners are happy. Make sure to go check out um, Bet Online. Use our promo code; it's B L E A V Believe, and you'll get that uh, that fifty percent match on your initial deposit. We will uh, we will catch you guys next time, hopefully with much fewer updates, unless they are positive for Florida football. See you.